Hello, and welcome to Mindful Warrior Radio. My name is Cami Craig. I'm a former elite athlete and Olympic champion turned performance and culture design coach at Mindful Warrior. And I'm your host of Mindful Warrior Radio. Mindful Warrior Radio is a space we created to connect with incredible humans to share brave stories, authentic insight, and real knowledge. We're so happy to have you joining us. On this episode of Mindful Warrior Radio, we welcome back Cornelia Holden, the founder and CEO of Mindful Warrior. I would like to give a warm welcome to Cornelia and to our listeners as we continue to share and define the Mindful Warrior language. In this episode, we'll be explaining the J-curve and how it applies to culture design. Welcome, Cornelia. We're happy to have you back. Thanks, Cammie. Great to be back. So I am excited to dive in a little bit deeper on what is the theory behind a J-curve and, and how does it show up in teams and companies and communities? What is, what's the idea behind this? Sure. So the J-curve is, uh, really comes out of the world of economics and finance, often used in private equity to show the typical trajectory over time of a fund. And we, uh, at Mindful Warrior, we've been working closely with a company in private equity and in wealth management. And I started to think about the J-curve as it applies to culture and culture design. Mm -hmm. So the way I've started to think about it in terms of our work is, is this. There's kind of four stages of team development. Um, it, at least let's take that as an example. There probably many ways to describe how a team can develop, but let's just kind of simplify things here to, to explain to our listeners a little bit about um, kind of the, the, the tendency and the typical trajectory of um, an engagement with us. So f- first of all, if you can think about a team and their development over time, there's sort of typically a forming stage when things are kind of coming together and people are trying to figure things out. That lasts for a period of time, and then people start to question some things and wonder if it's really real, and do they belong, and are we really going to do what we think we're going to you know, do and achieve what we hope we can achieve? That's called the storming phase. If you can move through that, which by the way, something like 75% of teams never get through that. They just kind of suffer in that storming phase. Mm-hmm. If you can move through that, we can talk a little bit um, at some point about how you move through that storming phase. But if you do, you get to this kind of norming phase where things feel like, wow, okay, we're starting to get put things together. And that is when um, you start to see some benefits of the work that you've been been doing for a while. And eventually then you get to this fourth stage called performing. But if you can imagine an X, the uh, sort of an X, Y axis, where on the X axis, you have these sort of four stages, forming, storming, norming, performing. And on the Y axis, you have a kind of performance. What happens is when people engage with us, they're excited. They're like, Mm -hmm. "Ah, I want to, you know, we finally have some resources and we want to make a commitment to building our culture because we know that there's a performance advantage to having a shared consciousness to having um, a sense of um, who we are together um, so that as we're, you know, going through hard times together and as we're striving to achieve our goals, there's um, there's some norms that we can fall back on to support us in positive ways. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. So typically that's when people hire us. They're like, okay, we've got the funds and we've got the vision, but we don't really know how to make it happen. So for us, the way the J curve works is there's, um, we don't in, in finance, typically that there's a, a, a kind of a, a, a dip, just like in a J, like if you can, if our listeners can imagine there's like that dip in the J and then mm-hmm. it kind of goes up. The way ours works is there's actually an initial invert inverted J where there's an up, there's an uptick because there's an excitement about what I just described. We have the funds and the ability to hire um, a culture design and coaching firm. Um, we also have real excitement about what we can create together. And so there's this sense of hope and enthusiasm. So that lasts for a while. And we, you know, we, but we encourage people to start to do the tougher work. It's kind of like we help people get through the honeymoon phase into the real work. And so after that honeymoon phase, there's a phase of, we've, if our listeners have listened to that true north, we do some true north work during that forming phase. Mm -hmm. And they start to realize, huh, we really do have some aspirations about where we want to go. And to get there, is going to be some work. And not only is it going to be kind of the grind of whatever their industry is, but there's also just work to do on how they communicate and how mm-hmm. they work internally and um, how they treat each other and all those kinds of things. And they start to see the gap between where they are now and where they're going. And they realize that that that's, that gap is where the work begins. And that's when we start to see that dip into the, the lower level, the, the kind of the cup of the J. Um, and it's not a lack of performance. It's actually where they actually are. Um, it's, we do a lot of work to help people realize that um, to get great, you actually have to admit where you are. In other words, I'll say to people, I can only coach you as well as you're willing to show me where you are on the map. Mm-hmm. And so we help people map where they're actually at. And so there's a little bit of a dip where they're like, huh, all right, there is a gap and we got to do some work. And by the way, even in doing that work, we struggle with each other because what you think is the way to do it and what I think is the way and all those kinds of things. So there's that's now we're squarely in what's called that storming phase. And this is where, um, and you, you know, you're doing this work alongside me. And so you know that we talk about being culture where, where we, we help people build feedback cultures, where practice, where what we do is practice not perfect. Mm-hmm. And we do it with compassion and kindness and respect. But the idea is that to get out of that storming bottom of the J curve, you have to be willing to give each other feedback. You have to really be willing to be responsible for your work, for your deadlines, for your output, for your quality control. And you have to be willing to hear the hard news when somebody says you're not really doing as well as we had hoped. You're not making your deadlines. We need to get better. You and I talk a lot about pulling people up as we're climbing. So there's a lot of like teamwork in this phase where you have to assume good faith. So there's a lot of grit in this mm-hmm. storming phase. And eventually, this is where the coaching work is so critical to the culture design because there is a need to help support people through the friction because there's a lot of people who are really conflict averse and don't recognize that actually feedback is about getting better. Criticism is about making things worse. So we really build like feedback cultures. Let's help each other get better together. And once people really buy into the willingness to give and receive feedback, to truly be on each other's teams, to really come alongside each other, to lift as you climb, all that kind of stuff. 
all of a sudden the culture starts to go up the J, the, the arm of the J. And that is such an incredible feeling when you, when people start to feel the, the harvest, I like to think of it, of all that early mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. And you start to see synergies. You start to see like alignment. You start to see genuine confidence. You start to see um, people coming up with innovative ideas in um, in separate teams, but that is still all pulling in the same direction. And that's exciting. And then eventually you get even further up the J curve into what we call the performing zone. I think there's a few things that pop out for me. And I think what what really pops out is the storming phase, right? The spooky yeah. storming phase. Yeah. And I love that you said it's it's not a lack of performing. It's just where you're at. And so the whole person's in there with all of their skills, all of their experience and knowledge, but they're in the storm. And I think what I have found over and over again in my coaching is to remind the individual, do not fear the storming phase because that's where the nuggets of gold exist. That's when you're in the trenches with your teammates and you're really, really starting to work through um, how, how you will as a team define clear communication, how as a team you'll define connection, how as a team you'll define success and what does that look like? I mean, that is where it's like if you never have a storming phase, um, you know, we talk about the difference between being a congenial versus collegial culture. Um, yeah. You might just be like, you know, staying at the surface. Stay on the surface. You yeah. skid around. I mean, I'm sure our listeners have been on teams where everybody was really sweet, but it's sort of like mm-hmm. what we would say. It's like saccharin. It's like it's all sweet and no grit and no realness beneath. Yeah. And so, you know, this, like when a team can move from that congenial, okay, like we've been chit chatting with everybody, we're all kind of good faith, because we're starting this thing together, or I just got a new job. And so I'm going to be, you know, putting my best face on, but eventually, like, you got to get real with each other, if you're Mm going to build something real. And I love what you just said, like, you know, what we do help people do is say, like, when there's conflict, it's not that something's gone wrong. It's that people are willing to say what's so. And the minute you can say what's so with a teammate, and even if you don't do it perfectly, we never coach people to do it. We know every, myself, you and I, like we, everybody is going to get some aspects of communication wrong. Mm -hmm. The key is to just keep leaning in and doing it in good faith and trying to get better together and assuming that the only way through the eye of the needle is through truly leaning in and committing together because most people get close to success. It's a little scary. And then they, they, I mean, if we bring in like river and flow analogies, they get really close to the real river and they just want to eddy out. It's too scary. It's too fast. It's too intense to something. And it's like, if you can find teammates willing to kind of get in that gritty turbulent water with you Mm -hmm. and say like, like, let's actually build a boat and like, let's get in and do this together and get some reps. And maybe we're going to get flipped out and maybe we're not. And maybe we're going to need to eddy out briefly together. But like, that's that, like you said, like you build those bonds of respect and it's like alchemical. It's like, I don't even know what you call it when two people come together and it is alchemical, like create something bigger than any of them could have created on their own. And that's what I love about our work is getting in that gritty storming place with people who are truly committed to doing something 
bigger than themselves and getting coached through it, but also because we built their true north and helped them see the, mm-hmm. the journey, we've normalized that dip for them and help them understand the skills that they need to get out of that dip to get into that norming and performing stage. Yes. And well said in regards to like, we normalize the dip, we normalize the storming phase. And I, you know, I appreciate being able to like pull back the lens and see that there are these different phases. They were anticipated. And in fact, they're not to be feared, but they're, it's a courageous journey and, you know, here are the, here's like, you know, the, the backpack you need of tools to get through it and keep going exactly. and, and keep pushing through. And really, I mean, I, I get excited thinking about these different, these different stages and, to, you know, the, the excitement of like, oh, we're all together. We're going to do this. It's going to be really cool. And then it's like, oh my gosh, like immediately like turbulence, yeah. right. And you're like, how are yeah. we going to get through it? And then coming out on the other side of that and being able to take a breath and be like, wow, the work that we've been continuously putting in is now starting to surface and then to be, to experience the performance stage, the flow, the like, you know, the benefits of the work that you put in and just this idea of like, that all exists. Yeah. And it's okay. We can anticipate it. Yeah. And that's okay. And I think um, like giving yourself grace and you know, um, knowing that there, there is a curve, there is a dip, there is all of these things and we're not meant to arrive having it all figured out. Right. Right. Um, and I think that there, there's a power in, in, in making space for that and being aware of it. And, um, I love the idea of normalizing it because it just gives people the space to be in the trenches and find their way out and know that you potentially can. And the idea is to make sure, you know, back to what we've defined earlier, this true North, making sure everyone's kind of in that same lane and pulling in the same direction to get out of that storming phase. And like some of us have been stuck in the storming phase for a long time and never made their way out. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where, you know, when our listeners get to, to um, tune into like culture by design, Mm -hmm. you know, that's when, when you're in that storming phase, we we're tired, it's hard. So what do we do? We're going to default to what we know. And so that's why having the true North as the reminder to rejigger what your new defaults are is so critical so that actually the storming phase can be this unbelievable opportunity. Yes to heal wounds and tendencies that actually began probably on the playground in middle school. That's right. But they're playing themselves out it in your workspace or on your Olympic team or your high school team or where our college team. Um, so that's what's fun is like we can help people anticipate, we can help them show the 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 you know the trajectory and give them this, like you said, the backpack of skills so mm-hmm. that when they're in that space, rather than doubling down on below the line behaviors that are going to la- cause them down to, to default back down a slippery slope of not so effective behaviors under pressure, we give them this toolkit and all of a sudden they can practice new behaviors in conflict, in pressure that actually make them help them get stronger together. And I mean, I would say how meaningful it is to get out of the storming phase when you show up in the ways that you're describing, like 
the meaning, the purpose, the connection, the um, efficiency, the effectiveness, you know, the, what that does on you personally, your family, your work environment, the work that you're producing. So, you know, I just think when you commit in this way, um, that there's just so much more to gain from it on a way bigger level than, hey, how's the environment at work going? Right. Exactly. It affects all parts of your life. And so exactly. I think, you know, and like it just really well described and explained, you know, for our listeners taking in this kind of trajectory of growth and what kind to what kind of things to expect. Um, you know, think about where you're at in those phases right now. And if you're in the storming phase, keep going. We encourage you to keep going, even if it's challenging. Um, if you're in the norming or performing phase, like congratulations, you've learned how to get through that um, and, you know, use that knowledge and experience and be a leader in that space. And if you're in the forming phase, how exciting um, and for the journey to come and great to have this information um, in, in your mind just to be aware of. So we wish you luck. Um, Cornelia, any final any final statements here as we as we wrap up this I just episode. I think what's so exciting is that work should be a place to get better together. It shouldn't be yeah. like a place that you feel like you're getting weaker, you know, and that's what's so fun is that um this kind of work I think really helps people focus on how they can turn work into a dojo, a place yeah. where they can practice and get better together and build really meaningful bonds um that give them a sense of purpose and hope. Awesome. Thank you, Cornelia, for joining us today as we explained how the J-curve really applies to culture design. Uh, we look forward to our next discussion here at Mindful Warrior Radio. To learn more about Mindful Warrior, Mindful Warrior Radio, please follow us on Instagram at The Real Mindful Warrior and check out our website at www.mindfulwarrior.com. Thanks. See you next time.